Welcome to your go-to source for entertainment. Wait for it. Gaming. Wait for it. Anime. Plus Ultra! Mr. Eric Almighty and Phil the Filipino? Yeah, they've got you covered. And all you gotta do is wait for it. This is the Wait For It Podcast. Welcome back to the Wait For It Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Mr. Eric Almighty, and I am here for a very special anime movie review, Demon Slayer the Movie, Mugen Train. And I am super excited to talk about it with a very special guest, my brother, in fact, uh, Stefan. So, Stefan, how are you doing? Are you excited? And, uh, you know, how's it going? I'm doing pretty good. I'm actually really excited to talk about this because I know a lot of people have been waiting for this movie to come out uh, and just kind of good to get everyone's thoughts out and see how they felt about it. Yeah, now Demon Slayer, the movie has obviously been very highly hyped by a lot of people. And this movie came out in 2020 in Japan. It's been uh, it was released in October of 2020. It finally came to the States. This movie has grossed almost half a billion dollars, $464 million to be exact as of the time of this recording, worldwide. It's the highest grossing film of 2020, as well as making it the first Japanese film and first anime film to reach that milestone as well. A lot of box office records that it's broken, both in Japan and in the US. So because of that, if you haven't already seen the movie, this may not be the review for you. There's a lot of spoiler-free ones out there. Me and Stefan here will be talking full spoilers. We're going to jump into likes, dislikes, final thoughts, and our score. Typically, our normal tradition here at the Wait For It podcast. So, without further ado, we're going to jump right into it and start going full spoilers. Stefan, why don't we start off on a positive note, and let's go over some of the likes that we had for this film. I'm going to let you go first. Yeah, so for my likes, um, so the plot of the movie is basically we, where we ended off in season one. Uh, Tanjiro, Nezuko, Zenitsu, and Inosuke, they have to go help uh, Rengoku, which is one of the Hashiras, uh, on the Mugen train. There's a lot of casualties going on on those trains. So we basically pick right up where we left off in season one. And one of my big likes is the, not the villain himself, um, which is uh, en- Enmu, but his his overall power um, and basically the what they're put in. Basically, they all end up getting put into sleep. He has these people who tether to them and connect through their dreams, and he's trying to kill them through their dreams because he knows, you know, with, with the Demon Slayer cores and there being a Shira, he can't just take them head on. So I love, I love the overall power concept that he has. Um, him as a villain himself, you know, we'll get into that later, but uh, his power concept, that was one of my... I, I loved it. The Basically, everyone fighting and going through memories in the dreams. That was one of my favorites. Yeah, and I'm glad you brought that up because minus the uh, situation with the train, which we'll talk about here in a little bit, the animation was top notch. So like the fight scenes with the villain uh, in this film, the villains in this film were really, really great. I mean, you can expect that out of Demon Slayer. That's one thing that really made me excited about the anime and watching it was all these demons have really cool abilities. Like the power structure for Demon Slayer, they don't really explain it very much. I will say that, but they kind of don't have to. You just kind of go in there and accept what it is 
And these demons come with some crazy ass powers and some cool abilities just they, without explanation. And it just looks amazing on screen. Of course, the Demon Slayer stand out as well. My God, Stefan, I don't know if you landed the same way that I did, but Ren Goku as a character for me was a huge standout for the movie. Me personally, when you go to this film, if you've watched it already, hopefully you have listening to this review, Ren Goku at least developing some sort of attachment to the character does probably make an impact on how you view the movie as successful or not successful. And for me, they got me 100% from the beginning. I don't know what it was. The Japanese voice actor, just top notch. The animation, amazing. The entire introduction to that specific character, I really liked. So, Stefan, I want to get your thoughts on Rengoku, and then I want to see if you have any other characters that stood out to you. So, yeah, so for Rengoku, um, I liked Rengoku. Um, I wasn't very... I know you you really adored Rengoku. He was a big part of the movie for you. Um, his the way he fought uh, and the way they animated him was great. It was so beautiful, especially because he's a flame Mashira. It looked it looked amazing uh, during his fight scenes, especially when he first starts fighting on the train. I wasn't very emotionally attached. That's more of how I just end up watching shows. Usually I end up picking like two, three characters. I end up getting really attached to them. And unless I have some real character building through an extended period of time, otherwise, I don't get too attached. Um, so I did like Rengoku. He was a very cool character, but I wasn't, you know, fully attached to him. But uh, with that, it didn't take away from my enjoyment of the movie. With him being a big part of it, I still enjoy. I enjoyed him enough uh, that he still made the movie really good for me. Yeah, you know, that's a really great point. And like I said, for me, I think that Rengoku, and at least liking the character, plays a big part in how you're going to view this film overall. And really, Stefan, there were a lot of great returning characters that really drove the movie. I know for me, Tanjiro is a protagonist that I like a lot. In a lot of the anime series I've watched, he's always at the top. He's just, if you guys listen to my Why You Should Watch Demon Slayer episode that we recently remastered, I actually mentioned how much empathy this character shows in every aspect of his life. And I feel like that was really shown here. Like, Stefan, I'm not going to lie. When they went back and they showed him with his family, like, I definitely, there were a couple moments here that I got, like, choked up a little bit. And I didn't want to get there, but I was just, like, in it, dude. Like, I didn't really care that much about his family and, like, you know, them dying in the first episode. But because of everything he's gone through to this point, to go back to a time where he gets to see Nezuko, uh, not as a demon, he gets to see his family. He gets to just go back to living a normal life. I thought they did an amazing job showing the harsh reality that he's been put in and how he's been dealing with that. So Tanjiro to me was was excellent. I know for you, uh, Inosuke, of course, probably hit it out the park, right? Yeah, Anosuke is my favorite character in the entire show. At, at the very first time I saw him, and you know this, the first one or two episodes I saw him, I was like, what is this thing? And why is it here? It's actually annoying me. I'm going to stop watching. Because he got introduced around the si same around the same time Zenitsu got introduced, and we'll go over Zenitsu. But I didn't like him at first. The first couple episodes, I was like, okay, this is kind of just... You know, they're, they're kind of just shoving in a comic relief character and it's annoying. But he slowly grew over me over the season. And 
I absolutely adore him. The entire time he's on the train and he's talking to the train like it's a monster. And he's like, I will slay this demon. And he's like screaming out. There's a scene where he's like, has his head out the window, just screaming on the train. And it's just every time he's on, he's on the, he's on screen. He's either doing something really funny or something really badass because his breathing technique is different. And it's not as flamboyant as everyone else's. Like Zenitsu has the thunder. You have uh, Rengoku with the flame. You have obviously Tanjiro with the water breathing, but his is beast breathing. So you don't have the cool, you know, animations and things like that. But the way they animate how he moves and how he attacks, plus he has the, the sickest swords in the show where he just has them kind of ripped open and he does it so he can cut through flesh easier. Like, it's just, it's just so sick. Um, so Inosuke, easily my favorite character throughout the show. Still the same way in this movie. He was, he was great great um funny moments but also just some really badass fighting moments as well yeah and you know i was really expecting us to walk out of this movie and talk a lot about zenitsu and the dislikes but i want to see where you land because i know zenitsu i tried to warn you i said you're not gonna like demon slayer and you're like why everybody says it's great i'm like there's one character <laughs> there's one character for you specifically as a human being that you are not going to mesh well with and it could ruin the show and it almost it almost kind of did, right? But in the movie, it had the exact amount of Zenitsu in it because he literally was annoying as hell right off right off the bat, just got it out of the way. And then he was asleep the whole movie. He was so cool. He was awesome. Even the dream sequence moments were actually kind of funny with Zenitsu when he had that moment with Nezuko and then the guy comes in. He's like, what are you doing here? People really enjoyed that. I liked what they did with that character for the film because had he had more than that to do i feel like that would have brought the film down so i'm curious to see where you landed on that because i know again this is a character we both do not think very fondly of yeah for zenitsu um i'm someone who when it comes to characters i don't like these cry the characters that cry i don't like the ones that just scream and yell i don't like i don't like pervy characters either unless it's specifically that's what the whole show's about deku used to be my easily most hated character of all time and zenetsu has beat him by a mile and a half in the show he is absolutely the from so i um when i started watching the first season i got through like the first 10 11 episodes back to back to back knocked all of them out zenetsu shows up and he's a main character for like six seven episodes it took me like almost a week to get to push through it i hated him that much because all he does is scream and cry that's it. And what? And as I told you before, especially in this movie, because it shows his points in the movie, if they just made it to where he doesn't scream and cry, he is such a cool character. His breathing technique with the thunder breathing, even though he only knows that one move, it is so cool every time it happens. But he's such a gimmick of a character. He Honestly, and I'll say this straight up, he brings nothing. He is not funny. I, I maybe laughed one time at Zenetsu the entire time he's ever been on screen. He's not funny. He's not he's not strong because he just cries all the time. I don't like that he only does anything while he sleeps because that's another gimmick. But when he does do it, he is so cool. He has the coolest breathing technique out of anyone in the show, and they gave it to him. And it infuriates me. He was great in this, he was great in here because. You know, when we were in the movie theater, the moment he came on and started screaming and crying, I immediately looked at you. And I, I didn't tell you this, but I wanted to leave. 
I wanted to, I almost, I almost got up and I was like, you know what? I will push through. If he was in more of that role though, like you said, where it's just enough of him. He's not overbearing in the show. He's in a little bit. He did have the funny moment. This is one where I did laugh. Like you said, uh, in the dream sequence, when the guy's in there trying to find his core and he like sneaks up on him. He's like, what are you doing here? <laughs> what are you doing here? What is, it was so funny. What are you doing? He's like, are you trying to get between me and Nezuko? I'm going to kill you. And it was, that was great. If we could have more of that moving forward, he can develop into, you know, a solid character. He was better in the movie, a lot better, a lot better in the movie, but that is not saying much. He's still annoying. I still hate him. No, I I, I understand that. And, you know, with uh, Zenitsu, you know, he's a character that just stands out for all the wrong reasons. And, and again, I just don't understand why it had to be like that. Uh, he Again, he doesn't offer very much, as you mentioned. So uh, kind of wrapping up the likes here. Again, this is going to be a mainly positive review, I feel like, for the two of us. I'm curious where we fall on dislikes. But one thing I wanted to mention was, with this movie being so successful, one thing I noticed was the fact that the pacing, I thought, was a strength of the film. I thought it did really good. Um, I think we're going to probably disagree a little bit in the third act. But for the first two acts, I thought it was paced pretty beautifully. It gave the characters the right amount of shine in their moments, um, except for one, which we'll bring up here uh, and see if we agree on. One thing they didn't do that I appreciated was they didn't treat the audience as if we didn't know what we came to watch. There were no flashbacks in the movie that I could recall from the show. And if it was there, it was like one or two. Uh, and I don't think there was any. Most anime movies are like originals or not canon, where this obviously isn't the case. And I appreciated that they treated us as such. It felt like a very seamless transition from season one to the movie. And I hope they're going to go ahead and do the transition into season two pretty seamlessly as well. I did, and I don't think I've told you this, I did pick up the manga the moment we left the theaters. So I am I am, I am, am currently uh, advancing through the pages. And um, I know you're disappointed in me, but I, I'm, I'm really excited. Uh, there's a lot of great stuff to come. So with that being said, Stefan, did you have any other likes that you wanted to, to uh, highlight before we go ahead and proceed? Yeah, I do agree with the pacing. Um, I'm a stickler for pacing. I, you know, you know this more than anyone. And when movies have bad pacing, I get I get genuinely aggravated. Um, so this movie, the pacing was good. It doesn't. It has the a little bit different in the animation because you can tell. Maybe it's just because it was on the big screen, but it had really great animation for the movie. But it, you could tell that it was more of the episode, just kind of seem together which is not a problem it does really well the episodes are all really good uh, i did love the pacing uh one person i want to talk about who i'm a huge fan of um and is right but barely behind inosuke i adore nezuko as a character and them showing her powers slowly getting stronger because everyone's focused on tanjiro because he's my third favorite because tanjiro is great because he was amazing in this in this uh, movie, and a big spoiler as well. Um, when he's in the dream sequence and he learns he has to kill himself, and by taking the sword to his neck to get through the dream phase, whenever that he has shit to, was so it was so cool. Dope. It, it was, was so, so good because that's how he kept falling asleep, waking up, falling asleep, waking up, and it was just so cool that he he got to that development of he knows he has to do this, and it shows his strength. And the great thing is about Nezuko is it's not like Nezuko's just there. Like they're showing her develop and her having her powers. Every time she fights, it's cool. 
It's just demons fighting are cool because it also goes into the demons in the show just have some of the coolest abilities I've seen. The ball girl from season one, uh, the bongo dude. I don't know their name. Bongo dude was cool. Yeah, yeah. They, they were all sick. Um, so she was a really big, uh, a big thing. All the characters were really, uh, for the most part, really well done. And like I said, I really only have like one or two dislikes. Um, overall, the I really liked the majority of the movie. Yeah, and one thing I'll mention is it was really cool watching the team dynamic, like when Inosuke saves uh, Tanjiro from slicing his neck in real life when he gets tricked. It's little things like that, little substance things like that that make the show, it, makes you, it pays off for you watching the show. Um, and it's really great to see the entire fight. And we're going to uh, get ready to transition here in a moment because I know you and me feel a little differently. So I think we can agree to disagree that the Upper Moon 3 uh, character, Akaza, and the fight between him and Rengoku was just, oh my God. Like, I know we already talked about the animation, but the actual fight had me breathless. Like, again, it was, uh, you know, I know, it, I know it came suddenly and we'll talk about that. But just from a, a positive standpoint, um, did you feel the same way about that ending fight, it being pretty much the standout part of the movie? It wasn't the standout part. This is where I just, and I know I disagree with a lot of people because I've seen people talking about it. I liked the fight. The fight was very, the fight scene itself was very good, very well done. Animation was beautiful and everything like that. Um, we'll get into it in the dislikes, but I enjoyed the first 80, 85% of the movie more where it's actually the train and that storyline. I enjoyed that so much. Um, because like you said, when Anosuke like say um, Tanjiro from slicing his neck in real life, there's so many subtle details because you know, Anosuke has the beefy brawn dude, things like that. Nezuko has the, she's just a demon girl, but there's, they have these small little developments that they're putting in for the not main character, which is Tanjiro. Um, Cause he has them as well, but them having those little developments, like when um, the eyes put you to sleep, but because Inosuke is wearing the boar head, he can't see where his eyes are looking. So he can't do it and he gets to run around freely. Like little things like that and their developments, I adored. The fight itself was good, but the actual train storyline is what I preferred more in the movie. Yeah, and I know our dislike section won't be very long. So before we jump into that, I want to jump into one more positive thing to tell you guys about. And that's this week's affiliate, Buzzsprout. So podcasting isn't that hard when you have the right partners, and the team at Buzzsprout is passionate about helping you succeed. Whether you're a beginning podcaster or someone who's tenured in podcasting looking to get serious, you could start off with Buzzsprout to get your show listed in every major podcast platform. You'll get a great-looking podcast website, audio players that you can drop into other websites, detailed analytics to see how people are listening, and tools to promote your episodes. Start with some gear that you already have and a quiet space if you want. But if you want to upgrade, Buzzsprout has tons of guides to help you find the right equipment at the right price. So once this episode's over, go to the show notes and join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. Following that link in the show notes lets Buzzsprout know that we sent you, gets you a $20 Amazon gift card if you sign up for a paid plan. And of course, it's one of the best ways you can help support our show. All right, so Stefan, let's go ahead and jump straight into dislikes. I don't think we have a lot. So why don't we pick up where we left off on that conversation with Ren Goku and Akaza? So I know for you, a big pain point was who the hell is this guy and why did he show up? 
Yeah, for me, so pretty much how um, the movie ends up going is uh, they destroy, they kill the demon, uh, the train ends up crashing, everyone, all the civilians on, on board the train are still alive, and everyone's there. And then the person who has not been mentioned the entire sh movie, I, don't, I think he might have been mentioned once in the show, I have no idea who this dude is, shows up and is like, Rengoku, let's fight. He just, it, it feels, because I told, because remember when he showed up on screen, they were like talking and you looked at me and you were like, how much is left in the movie? And in my brain, I was like, we should be almost done. This is probably the start to season two because the train arc is over. The train's destroyed. The bad storyline is now we're set, we're set and done. So I was like, this is probably, it's probably going to end here and season two will start. And then they start fighting, and I'm like, "But who is this guy? He has he he uh, he's a cool villain, Akaza, great villain. He was the, like I said, the fight scene was fantastic, but he doesn't it it doesn't feel like it fits with the movie. If it was just another episode, which is why I thought it would start season two, we were all cool, but it just felt." so out of place it didn't feel like it belonged in the movie which is the only thing that took me out of that enjoyment of that fight was it's like you don't belong with the movie if you look at season one and the movie just kind of like as a full scope i guess it's fine but for the movie itself it just doesn't feel like it's in place see i feel like you would have enjoyed this better if it was just like if they did this particular arc episodically where for me, getting it all at once was really why I enjoyed it so much. So to give an audience an idea of what we were doing in theaters. So the the, the film seems to be wrapping up and uh, Enmu is a lower rank one. So he's like uh, a lower moon one in this 12 Kuzukai uh, or Kuzuki. I don't know how you pronounce it, but, um, you know, that has been mentioned. But we've never seen an upper moon ranking of a demon come into play. And the thing I like about anime sometimes is they don't have to spell everything out for you. One thing I liked here was you knew the second he drops on the ground, this is an upper rank demon and shit is about to go down. And I looked immediately over to you and I said, are they going to kill Red Goku? There's no way. There's no way that he just did all this great stuff and he's going to take out this upper rank demon. And I think it did a good job of the power scaling in this world because I immediately felt threatened and I thought it worked out the way that they did it. The fight was a long fight. I mean, we had like 30 minutes left in that movie, 20 to 30 minutes left in that movie. And it was just, it was everything to me. So I think we disagree a little bit about that part, but I can understand where you're coming from. I'm curious what people would have thought if this came out episode by episode to your point. Again, I think that probably would have been an episode or two drawn out at the beginning of season two. And I much rather would have seen it all play out at once. Yeah. For me, I'm someone who I love uh, when, like when things end or episodes or seasons end on big, like cliffhangers that get you so hype and excited because right now at the end, which we get into it during the fight scene, they fight Rengoku looks badass, um, but he does end up dying. So where we're at, at the end, end of the movie is Tanjiro threw his sword at the demon so he lost his sword again um, <laughs> again again 
Sword, sword, uh, the sword crafter is not going to be happy. Tondro might be dead. Episode one, just, <laughs> just saying. I mean, I like, and again, it's little stuff like that that I love about this show. The fact that you know it's going to happen is just so fantastic. Like you, we all knew immediately. Like, oh shit, <laughs> like he is in so much trouble. Yeah, but where we're at right now is basically we're set up to um, Rengoku's. Fa- uh, he told Tanjiro about to go see his dad. Uh, he has things that might be able to help him learn with his breathing more, things like that. So that's basically where we're left off of. We're going to go see his family. What I prefer more, like for example, I am a huge, huge fan of Attack on Titan. That is my favorite anime. Where we ended off in uh, season four, part one, where we're in the middle of Marley coming in and then just stop. It's beautiful. It's so attack on Titan. Does it the best where it says, Hey, we're in the middle of all this going down. See you next week or see, see you in winter. And <laughs> I, I'm, winter someone, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm someone who, especially when I watch something, you know, episodically when it comes out, it, it's annoying, but it has me so excited to go watch I'm excited to watch season two because I'm I'm excited to see where things progress. But as all animes do, especially when there are multiple seasons in this many episodes, there are always those world building episodes. That's what I just end up calling them, where they just kind of set everything up. And I feel like, you know, we're going to have like two, three, four, maybe four episodes of that to start off season two. And we're it's I'm not my hype isn't going to be all the way there until everything starts fighting again. So that's my one big thing was I I love the fight. Rengoku dying was that I feel like they could have built him up more because we really only see him throughout the whole the the whole movie, which the movie is two hours. So, I mean, in technicality wise, it would have been more like nine episodes, which is still a decent amount of time, I guess. So I will say to your point that with Rengoku, there definitely could have been a little bit more. Like, they focused a lot on his dad and his brother, and they, like, only mentioned the mother, and then the mother played kind of, like, a big part in at the end there. So it did feel a little squeezed in there. I mean, the shit worked for me, because, again, I'm literally... Try, I'm between you and my wife, and I'm literally, like... I am not about to cry over this character that I've only known for two hours and maybe some change because of the anime. I know that's not about to happen, but I was, like, really really invested um and and again i but i agree with you i think that it was a little bit much for that particular character um i still think it worked but yeah another 30 minutes just of ren goku specifically for the movie um would have been great but obviously i'm assuming that doesn't happen in the manga because from where i picked up i picked up from the end of mugen train to where we are now uh you know very close to where we are now in the manga with that being said we've kind of mentioned a lot of things about uh, Rengoku specifically. So I wanted to ask you about any other dislikes because for me, so one character that you highlighted earlier that I actually thought could have gotten more shine was Nezuko. And, you know, again, she did have some really like standout moments, but I don't know, like I felt like she could have had a little bit more to do in the film. Um, but that again, I'm kind of nitpicking at this point. Did you have anything like that other than the Rengoku stuff that maybe you wanted to nitpick or you wanted to jump on for dislikes? Um, the only other two real dislikes that I have are specifically going to be with uh, Enmu and, and basically his power when he does the sleep thing. Um, that was cool. The one thing I didn't like about him is he was the train. Yeah, I'm all that, for it. That was, that was uh, the, the visual for how much we talked about the animation. I'm glad you brought that up because I almost forgot it for how much I love this movie. Um, visual, not so good. 
Yeah, um, him being the train, it was it was great because Inosuke made it um, hilarious because he was like, I knew it was a demon, <laughs> and he was he was great about it. Um, but him actually being the train really just kind of threw me off. I was like, okay, this isn't. It, in all honesty, it was just lame. I didn't like it. I just didn't it didn't think it was cool. And then really, that's my only other dislike. Um, I didn't. Like that, uh, Zenetsu was in the movie. That's just I, a personal peeve. Um, yeah, I don't a think that. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, there's no way to get around it. Um, but him being there, when I first saw him, my mood shifted. I was like, I'm not having a good time, not having fun. But uh, for the most part, those were like, like I said, the end part and the train, uh, the guy being the train. Those are my only two real dislikes. Um, like I've talked to you before, this is kind of how I feel about it. Uh, it's more Demon Slayer. It's if you like the season, you're gonna love the movie. If you didn't like the season, you're not gonna like the movie. It's it's more of the formula that's been working. We build on some points. I do agree with you that Nezuko could have had more to do. I think the big problem is is when you have Rengoku in, um, kind of taking in a slot. You're trying to build on. Anosuke got the most time I think out of the three of Zenitsu, Anosuke, and Nezuko. So I feel like more time was allocated to them. So she definitely could have got more, but I'm not worried about it specifically because I have a fe- I haven't read the manga at all, but from how they've done it throughout the season, she does get a lot of time and she got a lot of good time in uh in the season in my opinion. Um so I'm not worried about her development. That's fair. And you know, I think again we could kind of continue to nitpick. You can nitpick really any movie, especially if you've listened to me and Phil uh review some films in the past. So what I'm going to go ahead and say here is that we're going to get into our final thoughts and our score. So, Stefan, I'm going to let you go first because I'm curious to see where you landed compared to me. And just wrap up your feelings uh, in some final thoughts here and give us a score. We'll go one out of ten. And again, let me know how you felt about this film. So, yeah. So for this, um, I went in. I wasn't having super high expectations. I expected it to be good. For me, expectations were met. It We picked up where we left off. We had a lot of really good moments. Uh, Tanjiro had amazing development. Minosuke um, had amazing development. I did like what they did with Nezuko. Rengoku was a very cool, kind of like the boss hero. Vil- the boss hero and he, he looked amazing. The animation, of course, 11 out of 10. Some of the best animation out there. Very small issues with the ending but just but i don't even look at it as an ending i look at it as more of a continuation so for the most part like i said before if you like demon slayer season one you're gonna love the movie if you don't like demon slayer season one this isn't going to change your mind this is more of the formula that's been working for the final school for my final score i've thought over this a little bit where I have the show right now is about like an 8.5. Uh, the movie did, a, like I said, improved on a couple things um, and developed it a little more. I'm at an 8.7 uh, for the Demon Slayer movie. Man, look at you with the decimal points. You didn't want to just stick with the 8.5. You wanted to do the 8.7. Yep. I, I can't, can't do just normal numbers. I can respect that. So for me, I took a little bit of a different approach. Demon Slayer Mugen Train is taking the anime genre into a whole new direction on how it can continue to expand its exposure worldwide. It being a crucial part to the watching experience for the anime, I believe, is what makes it the major success that it is. And I wouldn't be shocked to see more big shonen franchises specifically follow suit. Every important character shows different levels of growth. We get an amazing character in the form of Rengoku, 
And the movie takes everything we love about the show and enhances it. I want to watch this again and again and again. I loved this film. I'm going to give it a nine and a half out of 10. It's a pretty high grade for a movie that I walked out of and I just wanted to walk right back in and watch again. So for me, this was a film that, while not perfect, it was one of the greatest experiences that I've recently gone into, especially anime-wise. I've watched a lot of great films in theaters. This one topped them all. Yeah, I do feel it was really good. Um, I understand that. Like I said, because I know how much you like Demon Slayer as well, also being in a theater really enhances the viewing experience. Um, I... I kind of wish more animes would come out with movies just so you could have them in the theater experience because it definitely you definitely got immersed in it. It like I said, it pretty much just goes off of if you have if you rate Demon Slayer really high uh, or you're really a fan of Demon Slayer, the movie's going to be a bit better than that too. Um, so it really just depends. I don't expect many people who don't like Demon Slayer to like the movie and many people who love Demon Slayer to not like the movie. So I feel like everyone's just a bit higher up compared to what they were for season one. Uh, part, part of it's the viewing experience. Part of it is just how well uh, the animation was done. The fight scenes were done. It, everything got, like you said, a bit better. So I 9.5, pretty high. Uh, I I tend not to give give uh, ratings that high unless you know it's attack on titan please watch attack on titan and read the manga read the manga for attack on titan now listen this, uh, listen this is gonna be something that we definitely continue to talk about uh i think and and you know not only the show but the movie and the whole concept of the movie attack on titan is a franchise that a lot of people were wondering and are still wondering whether or not they'll end with a movie and I think if you look at Attack on Titan specifically, going into spoilers for that show, might want to skip ahead 30 seconds if you haven't watched it. Although, let's be honest, if you're watching Demon Slayer, you've probably watched Attack on Titan. The The moment I would love to have seen in theaters with a group of people is Season 3 Part 2. Uh, the episode, I think, is called Hero. It's the one with Levi and the Beast Titan and obviously that whole moment. I would have literally paid movie ticket prices to watch that 30-minute episode, 20-plus-minute <laughs> 20, episode in theaters with people. But again, we're going to be having a lot of great conversations here this month in the month of May in regards to anime. Of course, this is the first episode that's hitting in May. I'm going to also be doing a remastered episode of why you should watch The Promised Neverland. Although, unfortunately, it will just be speaking to season one, which is still top notch. And um, we'll get into why that is on that episode. But the one I want to really highlight is on May 12th, Intro to Anime 9 is the next installment and Stefan here will actually be joining me on there. So we're going to be talking about his journey through anime over the years and especially where it is now. And we're going to throw a couple recommendations your way. So if you enjoyed this episode and you're excited to see that, make sure to follow us on social media at Wait Podcast on Facebook and Instagram at Wait Pod on Twitter. And we are currently streaming across many platforms, most of which you have on your phone, which is going to be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, Amazon Music, and many, many more. And Stefan, I really appreciate you jumping on last minute to kind of do this review. I know that the movie, we saw it a little over a week ago, and we wanted to give it some time to kind of grow on us. Uh, and again, I really want to see it again. Is this something you're going to actually pick up and watch again in the future? If I ever end up uh, re-watching Demon Slayer, I would definitely take the movie into consideration. I don't think I'd ever watch it standalone just because I don't consider it it's a movie, but it's part of the overall story. And when I re and when I rewatch things, I 
tend I I tend to overdo it, and I want to start from episode one, go all the way through, which is why I don't get through many things rewatching them. So um, the movie was great. I think it does have rewatchability, but for me personally, unless I were to watch the whole show over, I wouldn't pick it up just on its own. Yeah, I need to watch out about showing this to people and expecting them to react the same way. So while I'm sobbing over Red and Goku and they're looking at me like I'm crazy, I got to remember they don't know really what Demon Slayer is all about if they've never seen it. But we are at the end of our episode again. Thank you so much, Stefan, for jumping on. We are going to be back later this month with Intro to Anime. My name is Mr. Eric Almighty. And don't forget, at the Wait For Podcast, we release new episodes every Monday and Wednesday. And all you have to do is wait for it. So, I heard you're looking for a go-to source for entertainment. Wait for it. Gaming? Wait for it. Anime? Plus Ultra! Mr. Eric Almighty and Phil the Filipino? Yeah, they've got you covered. And all you gotta do is... Wait for it. This is the Wait For It Podcast.